Welcome to Ward Church. Those of you who are joining us from your home online and everybody who's here in the building in this room with us, it's so good to be together to celebrate and worship Jesus today. If you're just joining us, uh, we are in part three of a four-part sermon series called Making Change, where we are uh, really talking about four big ideas, four big things. Uh, the first week we talked about how less is more. The second week, last week, we talked about how stress is bad. And then today we're going to talk about giving is good. Giving is good. Can you all say that? Giving is good. Yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, at how we can, uh, we're, we're asking God to help us make changes in our lives so that we can best steward the resources that he has entrusted to us. And we, we understand this idea that giving is good. I mean, we, we understand it at, at some level. I mean, uh, we, we know the, the statement that, that comes from um, Paul's, uh, Paul's uh, reminding of the Ephesian elders in Acts uh, chapter 20, where, where it says this, this phrase that we all know, it's better to give than to receive, right? Jesus himself said that, and Paul reminds them, remember the words of Jesus himself when he said, it's better to give than to receive. And so we, we understand this idea, right? We, we understand this idea of giving is good. And I, I, I get that you probably aren't like pumped to hear a message about how you should give, how you should give your money. And, and I'm just gonna say it up front that, that we do not give our offerings. We do not give our tithes because God needs to receive them. We give them because we need to give them. There's something that happens within us when we give that is necessary, not for God, but for us. Something happens within us that is necessary for us. And uh, in fact, we'll see uh, over the next little bit this morning that this is more than just money. This is about more than just money. There's something bigger at play here in this idea of giving. See, uh, it's better to give than to receive is something that, that we all kind of understand on some level, but it still, it can be a struggle for us to, to actually live that out, right? Even, even though we understand we understand that, that it is, right? I mean, we, we've felt the joy from giving, right? We've all seen uh, somebody we love receive a gift from us and really, really enjoy it. And there is more joy in us than possibly them, right? We, we've, we've all seen that. I have kids and, and it is so fun to watch them be really, really excited about their, their toys. But I understand that there's probably more joy in it for me than it is for them because I, uh, there, there's a joy that comes in that. But somehow, even though we understand it, we still struggle with this. We still struggle with living this out in, in a real tangible way. You know, a few years ago, my, my wife Kirsten and I decided that we wanted to teach this lesson to our kids that giving is good, that it's better to give than to receive. And so around Christmas, we decided that we were going to give each of them some money and say, okay, this money is for you to buy a present for someone else. 
So he gave them money to buy presents for their cousins for Christmas. I, I sat them down and, and my wife and I uh, walked through why we were doing this. And we, we talked about this principle that Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. And they were so excited to go and buy presents for their cousins. And almost immediately when we walked in the door, they started seeing things that they wanted. And they were like, ooh, I want this and I want this. And they started grabbing these toys and putting them in their cart. And I was like, hey, who is this for? And they were like, well, me. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you understand what's happening. I'm sorry. So we went back and we, we, we walked back through the whole thing. Okay, this isn't about you getting a toy or a present for you. This is about you buying something for someone else. Because, you know, we, we understand what Jesus said. It's always, always good to throw the Jesus card in there. That Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. And my kids were like, No, no, I like to get things just as much as I like to give. And I was like, yes, I, I understand that. But that's not, so actually what we have decided, my wife and I, is we've just decided to go back to buying gifts and putting their names on them. It's just a little bit easier. You know, we, uh, we, it's, it's better to give than to receive is something that, that it's, it's a principle that we can kind of all understand and grasp and, and grab a hold of and really believe in on this foundational level. But sometimes, sometimes it's harder for us to actually live it out practically. Sometimes it's harder for us to actually live out this principle that it's better to give than to receive, right? We, we believe it, but it's not always easy to actually live it out. It still can be a struggle for us. But we know as, as Christians, right, as believers, as Christ followers, we know that we are called to live a different life, a life that Jesus called fuller, right? He said, I have come to, they may have life and have it to the full. It's this better life, this fuller life. And part of living this fuller life is understanding this principle and living out this idea that it is better to give than to receive. It's better to give something than to get something, right? And so this morning, this morning, we're looking at this principle. See, it's, it's this beautiful, beautiful thing that, that God not only wanted us to understand, understand this idea that it's better to give than to receive, he wanted to help us implement that in our lives. And so what he did was he instituted this thing called tithe. He instituted this thing called tithe. And, and, and we're going to look at that this morning, what this tithe is from this passage here in Malachi chapter three and what it says. So there are three, there are three truths that I believe we will find in this passage that will help us grow in our generosity. The first, the first uh, truth that we can find here in Malachi chapter three is that we must worship God with our tithe. Worship God with our tithe. So he says right here, he says right here at the beginning of this, this verse, verse 10, he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Bring the whole tithe, the, the whole tithe. What is, what is a tithe? What is a tithe? See, a tithe is, is, is this Hebrew word that means one-tenth. So he's one-tenth of, of everything that you, that you receive. In Leviticus, he says to bring, uh, bring one-tenth or, or, or your tithe, one-tenth of ever, all of your produce into the storehouse. Bring all of this and set it aside as holy to the Lord, that this one-tenth, one-tenth of everything that you receive, one-tenth of everything that I receive is, is not mine, it's God's, is to be set aside for him. 
And so if, if we get $100, let's go really basic, really easy with this. If we get $100, $10 of that is to be set aside and is to be given to God as holy. It's to be separated as holy. It is God's money. It's not my money. One-tenth of everything that we have is his. We return that to him as an act of worship, as an act of obedience. In fact, here in, in Malachi, he, uh, God here um, actually takes it more seriously than just, hey, I think you should do this. Like it's more than just there's a, a good principle, a good idea to give what he says here in, in verse eight. You back up a couple of verses before for this. He says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings? You are under a curse. You're a whole nation because you are robbing me. That's intense, right? I mean, God looks at us and says, if you're not tithing, you are robbing me. That's, that's intense. What it is, is it shows how seriously this idea that God has given us, that it's better to give than to receive. He wants us to so deeply understand this and so deeply live this out that he becomes this really intense thing from him. So how is this, how is, how is giving our tithes, how is that an act of worship? How is this an act of worship? If this is uh, giving our, our tithes as worship, how is that an act of worship? See, when we are serious about giving, serious about our tithes, what happens is we rearrange our lives to put him first, to prioritize him See, in, honor to, or in order to honor and worship him, we have to rearrange some things to prioritize him. And so when we rearrange our finances, we rearrange our, the, the way our income and outgoing money looks, it, it is putting him first and we are honoring and worshiping him. We are worshiping him. So what we say, what we say in our, our tithe is that I will worship God with my first and my best and trust him to bless the rest. See, that's, where, that's where this worship comes in is that we are declaring that I trust you to provide. I trust you that you are gonna do more with the 90% than I could ever do on my own with 100 that's what we are saying when we are, are giving our tithe. So we must wor- learn to worship God with our tithe. The second thing, the second thing that we, uh, that we can learn in this is that we must plan our generosity. We must plan our generosity. We have to plan to be generous, plan to be generous. See, we, we plan for purchases, right? I mean, you, you, you make a grocery list, you, you research what's the best whatever it is you can buy, or we, we research what, uh, where can I find the best deal on this thing? We look for, we look for deals, we look for, for um, savings anywhere we can. We, we plan some of our purchases, right? We, we also plan, uh, we plan for, for where we invest our money. Like we, we plan thinking about the future. We plan for how we handle those things, right? We don't just throw our money out there. We, we research, we think about it. Where is gonna be the best investment for my money? We plan, we plan with our finances and we should plan our generosity as well. Listen to what, what the, uh, the prophet Isaiah said. What the prophet Isaiah said, he said, but generous people plan to do what is generous. It doesn't just happen. 
I mean, some of us, it's, it comes more naturally, but for most of us, generosity doesn't just happen. You have to plan. You have to make a plan to be generous. You have to actually set aside money that this is going to be given. This is going to be given. And part of that is actually putting this 10%, this, this tithe aside and say that this money is part of the plan. It's coming out. It's not mine. It's not money that I can use. It's not part of what is in my budget. It's out. It's gone because it's not mine. It's God's. We make it part of the plan because it's better to give than to receive. We believe wholeheartedly that God can do more with, with 90% of our income than we can do with 100% of our income. We, we believe that. And so we, we take this and we trust him. We set it aside as part of our plan to trust him to provide for us. Now, I want to be clear. Uh, I know that this could be a big shift for some. This, this could be a big deal for some, and I don't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to make it sound like it's just this really easy decision and blow past how, how difficult it could be for some of, of us to begin this. It's one of those things that, that, yes, it can be difficult at first, but over time, as it's part of the plan, it becomes one of those preloaded decisions that you don't really even have to, uh, you don't have to question. It's just going to happen. It's one of those things that you've decided, you've preloaded the decision, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to buy groceries. I'm going to pay my mortgage. I'm going to, to pay my rent. I'm going to pay for my, my car. I'm going to pay my insurance. I'm going to pay all these things. I'm going to tithe. It's one of those things that I don't question. It just is going to happen. It's part of the plan. So you may say, you know what, John, in, in order for me to do that, I would have to rearrange some things. Yeah. That's kind of the whole idea. That's kind of the whole idea of what this is, is to rearrange our lives in a way that we prioritize God. Not just let him fit where he can, but we want to prioritize him, put him first. We're going to seek him first. Maybe, maybe we, we prioritize him the way that we do in other ways in our lives, right? We, we prioritize him the first of the week by coming together to worship as a family, as a body of believers. We prioritize him in our week. We prioritize him in our day by waking up and reading our scripture and praying, right? We, we find ways to prioritize, to rearrange our schedule, rearrange our lives to prioritize him. And that's that's what this is all about. Rearranging your life to prioritize him. And then the third truth that we can see here in Malachi chapter three, really verse 10, is that you will be a blessing and you will be blessed. You will be a blessing and be Blessed. This is what he says here in, in, in verse 10. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse is the Old Testament image of the, the local church that we have now. He says, bring the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, that there may be food in 
my house. See, in, in, in this time, they would bring their tithes to the store. They would bring 10% of, of what they had. It wasn't money, it was produce. It was their, the things that they grew. It was their food that they brought to the storehouse and it would be put aside. And the widows and orphans and the priests and the Levites who didn't have their own land, they, this is where God would provide for them. So what, what this was, right? This was both the call and the reason for the call of tithing was bring your money here so that I can bless those who need something. That's what this whole thing is for, is that, that we can be a part of something. So what this is really all about is that we are, when we give our tithes, when we give our tithes, we are joining in the mission of God. We are joining in with what he is doing. We are bringing our resources to him for him to use to be a blessing. That's what this is all about. That's why he says, hey, I, I, I think you should do this. Again, I said it before and I agree with it wholeheartedly. God does not need to receive our money, but we need to give our money. He does not need our money for us to, uh, for us to, to be able to do the things he needs for us. We need for us to be a part of what he is doing. You and I need to be a part of what he's doing and we can do that by giving, just bringing 10% of what he has already given us. And he says that if you do this, if you bring this, right? You, you bring this in, you bring this in that, that there will be food, there will be something in my storehouse for, to bless those around me, around you, I will begin to use what you bring as a blessing. He blesses the rearranging of our lives, the rearranging of our hearts. That's what he blesses. Not because we, we have given him money, but because we have prioritized him above me. That we have prioritized his kingdom above my kingdom. That we have made decisions based on what he wants instead of what we want, right? That's what he begins to bless. And not only does he use what we bring to bless others, but, but, look, but look at this right here, what he says after this. Verse 10, he says to, to bring the, the money and the tithe into the storehouse. And then he says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I'm going to bless. I'm going to do more than you could ever even imagine. And he goes on and says, the people will see you or call you blessed. That not only will God use what we bring, not only will God use what we offer to him to bless those around us, but he will begin to bless us. He will begin to bless us. He responds to our tithe, to our worship with blessing others and with blessing us. Now, I'm not saying that, that if you uh, take this 10% and you give it to God, you're gonna be rich. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that God is gonna give you so, so, so much more than you gave him. What it means is that you will be blessed, not wealthy, blessed. You will, be, you will live a life that is full of joy because you are a part of his mission. You will live a life of purpose because you are joining in with what he is doing. 
that's what happens when we rearrange our lives to prioritize him is that we begin to be a part of what he is doing. We make ourselves in line with him and what he is doing. Not because we give money, but because we are rearranging our lives to prioritize him. Now, I, I want to I, I do want to say I believe wholeheartedly that when we prioritize God and we put him first by giving the first 10% of, of our money, I do believe that he blesses us. I do believe that he takes care of us financially. I, I do believe that when Kirsten and I were first married and we began tithing, we were... Um, What's the word? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, poor. That's what it was. We were poor and we, uh, we would look at our money, right? We would look at our finances and what we brought in and we would look at our bills and all the things that had to go out and, and we would see that, okay, if I tithe or if we tithe and we pay all of the bills that we have to pay, we don't have a choice. This isn't like extras. This is just the things that we have to pay. If we do all of this, it's not just that we have no money left over. It's that we're in the negatives, and that's how we lived the first few years of our lives. And we were like, okay, I, like the first month we decided this, I was like, I don't even know what's gonna happen. Like, how can we do this? Like, you see that it's negatives, right? And she was like, I know. But we were convinced that this is what God wanted us to do. And so we did it. We, we began to, to tithe, even though it put us in the negatives. And, and we just began to trust God. I know that you can do more with 90% than I can do with the whole 100%. And we just, we just went all in. And we still, Chris and I still look back on that time in our lives. And we are blown away at the fact that we never one time went without. God was always so good to us that we had everything we needed and more. We were talking about it the other day that it was like, it wasn't just that we broke even. There was always money in our bank account. And we we're like, that doesn't make sense. So I do believe that God will bless you if you choose to prioritize him. You choose to rearrange your life to prioritize him with your, I do believe that he will bless you financially, but I'm not promising that you're gonna be rich. I'm not promising that at all. But that's the, the thing about God is that when we just simply obey what he tells us to do, he blesses us for it. Like that's, that's the thing. It's like, he doesn't tell us to do things because he's like, no, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them do something that's crazy. Watch this. No, he tells us to do things that are good for us. They're good for us. And then when we do them, he rewards us for just simply obeying him. That's how good he is. And see, the, the reality is that rearranging our lives around God is simply a response to how good he is and what he has already done for us. That's what this is. Like we rearrange our lives, not, not because of, of some grand gesture, but because of what he has done. We are just responding to who he is and what he has done for us. We are rearranging simply based upon what he did for us because he paid the ultimate price for us. I mean, he paid the ultimate price for us. He left heaven so that we could be declared righteous. He paid the ultimate price so that we could be in a right relationship with God. And all we have to do is respond to that. See, our, our rearranging our lives does not put us into a right relationship with God. Our rearranging our lives actually comes out of a response to being in a right relationship 
with God. You don't give enough money to be in a right relationship with God. You can't give enough money. You can't read enough scriptures. You can't pray enough. You can't serve enough to be in a right relationship with God. That's not how that works. You see, we are dead in our sins until Christ changes something in us, right? Christ left heaven and he lived here on earth among us, a perfect sinless life. And then he took that perfect sinless life and he, he died on a cross to pay the debt for my sins and your sins, right? That's what, that's what he did. And then he, he, he died and then he rose again from the dead so that we could have victory over death and victory over sin. And then he went to the right hand of the father so that we could be declared righteous and live in right relationship with God. That is the ultimate price that he paid for us. So us rearranging and giving 10% of what we make is a small, small response to what he has done for us. Why would we not, why would we not rearrange everything for the one who paid everything for us? So what does it look like to rearrange our lives around him? First, first we trust him with our soul, right? I mean, you, you trust him with your soul. You acknowledge, hey, hey, you know what, God, I have tried to do it all on my own and I have failed miserably. I can't do it on my own. And we acknowledge, I acknowledge that you paid the price for the debt of my sin. And you went to heaven and gave me the gift of a right relationship with you. I accept that gift. You know, you say just something simple like this. I mean, you can say this, just something like, God, thank you so much for paying the debt that my sins owe, for paying the price that I could not pay, for, for paying the ultimate price so that I could be in a right relationship with you. And you give this to me as a gift. I accept this gift. And I surrender my life to you. And we begin by, by trusting him with our soul and then we trust him with the rest of our lives. We trust him with the rest of our lives. We say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna rearrange not just some of my life, but all of my life around you. I'm gonna rearrange all of my life around you. Part of that is this tithe. This tithe is part of rearranging our life around Jesus. That's what this is all about, right? It's all about faith, faith in Christ's work. We respond in faith and then we respond in faith, right? We respond in faith for the salvation of our souls. And then we respond in faith to trust him with our lives, with all that we have to lead us in the way that we should go to make our lives be this fuller life, to be a part of the purpose and the mission that he has for us. And when we do this, as we begin to rearrange our lives and prioritize him, he begins to bless those around us and bless us. So if you're, you're feeling challenged this morning, if you're feeling challenged this morning to begin to rearrange your, your life, I, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today, to do that right now. And why, why should we wait, right? 
We can respond now. So there's two ways that we can respond to this right now today is one, we can, if you, if you prayed with me earlier, that prayer, just real simple prayer, God, you're, you, you paid it all for me and I accept this gift. If you prayed that, um, I, I would love for you to tell someone Tell someone, you can come up forward at the end and tell me or someone else up here, we wanna rejoice with you. If you're online and and you wanna type it in the chat, I prayed that, that would be so great. We wanna rejoice with you and give you some next steps. If you say, hey, I want to pray that or want to know more about that, hey, come forward, tell one of us, or again, you can put it in the chat there and we want to walk with you through that, right? That is one step that we can make. The second step that we can make, some of us, some of us need to begin this rearranging with our finances, right? Some of us, we need to say, okay, I need to start doing this or need to do a little more. God is moving on me to respond and rearrange my life around him. And you can do that right now. You can pull out your phone. I don't have it in my pocket. You can pull out your phone and you can just go to ward.church slash give, or you can go online ward.church slash give, and you can begin to align yourself with the mission of God. You can begin to give into what God is already doing, not because he needs to receive it, but because we need to give it so that we can be a part of what he is doing. We respond to what he has already done for us. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much that you have done so much for us. Help us today. Help us today to just simply respond in obedience to what you have done for us and what you are calling us to. God, we love you so, so much. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen.